Right, please take a look up on the screen. So, uh, um, my suggestion is for uh, the bulk of our time remaining that in little groups we see whether we can remember what these pictures are supposed to prompt us for. And I think I've got nine of them. So, there's one. Okay. And we've got... See if I've got a pointer here somewhere. Uh, is, that, is that showing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we've got. No, 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 no. So we've got something here. I don't want to make too much of a mark on it. Let's. Oh. That didn't make any mark at all. We've got something here. Ah. Something here. wonky and that doesn't work suggestions as to what that's supposed to be Jerusalem yeah and there's uh, this version and there's that one okay so the question is can you uh comment on what that situation is and is there an application and does the New Testament make anything of that thought that was number one right number two number two whenever I draw and draw, draw a baby it always looks like a slug but that's a <laughs> so there's a, a baby there two children and a grown up Okay, that's, that's, there's a section in the book of Isaiah where you've got uh, three children mentioned, a baby, two probably a bit older and a grown-up. Can you think of what that is? Don't shout it out. You can't remember. I'll give you... The, both of these have got funny names. Okay, here's, an, here's, another, here's another picture. Okay, these three are exactly the same apart from that one's got a spear, that one's got a squiggly shape, that one's got a lamb. Anybody tell us what the squiggly shape was supposed to be? Worm. Okay, now then, so the question is, can you, with your colleagues, work out which bit of Isaiah that is? Can you explain the situation and what the New Testament makes of it? Okay, that's, and here's another one. Here's number four. And both those pictures are pretty much the same. We've got a king, we've got an army, we've got a sign, we've got a king, we've got an army, we've got a sign. This is number one, this is number two. That's in the book of Isaiah. You have a king and a threatening army and, I'll give you a clue, there's a promise of a sign and then you get number two, a king, a threatening army and a sign. See, Rosemary's looking puzzled. That, that, that makes me worried because... Okay, some people are not... Uh, okay, so uh, this one, number five. Number five. So I've got 
three flags representing three different nations. I've got uh, supposed to be Jerusalem and there's a mountain. Okay, can you think of the one where you've got anything to do with nations and a mountain? Okay, good. Uh, right, this one. No, no, I'm just, I'm just lining them up for you. So this is just to line it up. Right, this one here. So these, these are sort of like tent poles holding this thing up. It's, it's been carved out. And here are some people worshipping it. Okay, so that's a big uh, theme in Isaiah. Can you think of any particular references where that comes up? And any use that's made of that. And this one. uh, That's supposed to represent a desert. It's a cactus. But I don't think you had cactuses in that desert. But anyway, just to represent it. um, There's some people walking along. There's a path. There's a city. Here's somebody looking happy. Here's somebody on a mountain shouting out. Think of a place in Isaiah or places where that comes. Could you explain it? Could you say what use the New Testament makes of that? And here's one. Okay, a tree stump with something growing out of it. There's more than one reference to that, actually. And here's one I just copied off Google. Anybody know what sort of garden this is? Vineyard, okay. So that that crops up in Isaiah as well. So how to, uh, just trying to think how the the best way to do this is. I can't have them all up on the screen at the same time. That's the problem. So they were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Nine. Okay. Ah, well, yes, if you've got a smartphone, you're welcome to do that. Would you like to find about three other people? And remember, you're trying to find somebody who's smart. And some, definitely somebody who's been to these before. And I'm just going to... I'll just... I'll just uh, flip through them as the, as the time goes on. There's one and two. Should we give ourselves 15 minutes and, uh, and see how far we get? We won't just keep on going until everything's done. So this is number one. And the this thing, I think we said, was Jerusalem, the city... And there are two options for the city, which is this one in gold, if you like, and this one with smoke and fire. Can anybody take us further with that or give us a reference or give us a New Testament application of that? Okay, Maria's group, chapter 10. What have you got in chapter 10? No, she says, no, that's wrong. Give Maria one more chance. No? Okay, let's go to Corinne. Corinne said Isaiah 1, chapter 26, and verse 21 as well. Okay, 
Yeah, this is, this is where it kicks off about the city of Jerusalem and as it is in, on, on earth, it is uh, Isaiah 1.21, it's a harlot, it was once full of justice, righteousness used to dwell in her, but now murderers, your silver has become dross, so it, the, the city has become rubbish. And God makes a promise in chapter 1 verse 25 um, well let's take verse 26 I will restore your judges as in days of old and your counsellors as at the beginning afterwards you will be called the city of righteousness the faithful city so God says we will get to this point here where the city is sort of as it should be and he also says that her sin deserves this uh, fire and judgment and the question is will uh, how how will the city not just be burned up and destroyed because that seems inevitable and how will the city become this faithful city and that's partly setting up a question it takes the rest of the book to answer but for sure god will make uh, his uh, his city his faithful city, the celestial city. That's how John Bunyan referred to it. That's where Pilgrim's headed. Any New Testament references to the, to to this bit in particular? Revelation. Revelation. Yes, I saw uh, the bride come down uh, as a, the city. Yes, and Rahab. You were saying that that bit um, uh, in Hebrews 11 about Abraham and his faith. It says that he, these people say they are seeking a city. Doesn't it say that? Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Um, yes, thank you. Uh, Hebrews 11.10. He was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. What would be, a new, what would be an application for us? Is there an application for us? Yeah, we, we should be people who are looking forward to the city. That's what Pilgrim's Progress was all about. We're walking through the desert to the city and that's the only thing that keeps us on track because if we, if we don't know where we're headed or what we're headed towards, we'll go all over the place. We're headed towards the celestial city. Extremely relevant, that. Shall we move to number two? Okay. Uh, He said, "You are a. Uh, didn't he say you are a city set. A city set. You are the like of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden." Well, he did. But if we get kingdom, we've we've moved to another sort of category, haven't we? So I was just sticking with city. The uh, he definitely says, uh, "You are a, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden." Yeah. So we are the city. We're headed for the city. A lot of these things have got a, a timeline to it, something that already is, but not fully, but will be fully in the, in the future. So thank you for that, Ross. Uh, so three children are grown up, and uh, one of the children is a baby. Anybody get anywhere with that? Isaiah. Yeah, it is Isaiah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good guess, that one. Yep. Um, Yep. 
Shia Yashub. So one of them return. Yep. The Shub bit is return, and that's a very important word in the Bible about returning. Turning, returning. So a remnant will return is a very important statement. And the other child, this one? Yeah. What chapter are we talking about? What chapter are we talking about? Eight verse one is, is it eight verse? Yep. Yes. So this one's about plunder. This one is about uh, judgment, and that one is about uh, restoration. A remnant will return. There will be plunder, and this one is a little bit different. Yeah. Unto us a child is born. And what, what's this child's name? Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father. And, and a single name for him? Emmanuel, which means God with us. Uh, and the, the, all these children are mentioned in about the same chapter. Whose father is... Uh, Shia Jashub and Mahal, Maher Halal Shashbaz. Whose father is Isaiah? Is there a verse that mentions that? Yes? 8.18. Which it says, Here am I and the children the Lord has given me. We are signs and symbols in Israel from the Lord Almighty who dwells on Mount Zion, which is quoted in the New Testament where? It's in Hebrews, it's around about chapter 1 or chapter 2. He quotes it because he's referencing the fact that our Saviour is not an angel, but he's one of us, and that we are part of him. Thank you very much. Hebrews 2.13. Hebrews 2.13, I'll put my trust in him. Here am I and the children God has given me. So he's picking up on the close relation between the Christ and his people which is uh, is quoting the the relation between Isaiah and his little family i mean there might have been more children and there might have been it might have been a, a sort of embryonic church a little group of faithful people uh, in the midst of uh, a community of people uh, amidst of a society which didn't believe and it's quoted in the New Testament about Jesus. Yeah. And that child there is Emmanuel, God with us. And the, the uh, quote in the New Testament, where, which says a virgin will conceive and bear a son, Matthew, about Jesus. Thank you very much. Good. To get the brain going, start thinking about things and making connections. Three people that look much the same one of them's got a spear one of them has got a sheep and one of them has got a squiggle so which of these servants okay uh, so which one's which the victorious servant 
a sort of military servant who is named who is he Cyrus and what does Cyrus do in history and in fact he is a messiah type of figure yes provision for rebuilding the temple Uh, and let's just tease that out what does he do with the people he does he he, he sends them back home again from Babylon doesn't he yes he sends the exiles home sorry brings the remnant back which is yeah that's right thank you very much Uh, and this servant here which I call the worm servant what do we know about this person Anybody give us any references? Yeah. He's he's little and weak. He uh, and the, the fact that these servants are are similar. Th- this servant is supposed to. This worm servant is supposed to do. Is supposed to be the light of the world. Is supposed to know God and serve God and demonstrate Him. But he's rubbish at that because he's sinful and originally sinful Israel and what does God have in mind for the worm servant how does he address the worm servant does he say you're just rubbish go away what does he say can I help him fear not O worm Jacob I will help you it's what it says anybody give us the reference for that Thank you. 41.14 Wonderful. Do not be afraid, O worm Jacob, O little Israel, for I myself will help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. And this is the, the, this is the people who are uh, sinful, weak, needy, but the Lord works for them and changes them and redeems them to become as he says in the next verse I will make you into a threshing sledge new and sharp with many teeth so he makes a worm into I I said a warrior because it both begins with W a a threshing sledge isn't actually a a, a weapon but he he makes the worm into his useful servant and you said the question is how does he do that and the answer lies with this third servant so who's this third servant the ideal servant, the suffering servant. Why, why have I put this woolly creature there? The lamb. What, what? The sacrifice. What does it say about this servant which quotes a lamb? Or which uses the word lamb? Led like a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb so he opens not his mouth. And this is the ser- and, and why do you think lamb rather than squirrel? Passover sacrificial animal yes Uh, though he makes his soul an offering for sin he will um, see life and prolong his days so this is this remarkable servant who uh, this man is treated like an animal and uh, through his sacrifice uh, the worm and become a, a, a warrior or a weapon. So those three servants, remarkable um, 
Want to do a little bit more, or shall we stop? Yes, a number of references to the uh, to the servant, isn't there? Um, one of them being, he will not lift up his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break. And who quotes that? Um, Matthew. Matthew does. About whom? Jesus. About Jesus. And there's another bit with the Ethiopian ambassador travelling home from uh, Jerusalem, isn't there? Do you remember? In Acts, he's reading the... Uh, what's he reading? Yeah, and which bit has he got to? It's in Acts. Acts, which... Act 8. Two. Yes. And as his lamb, uh, before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In humiliation he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. And the eunuch, that might be a way of saying an official, an ambassador, asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and good news to him and told him the good news about Jesus so I, I remember uh, Alec Matir I remember hearing Alec Matir uh, describe that and he said uh, when you read the Bible don't let the fact that it's scripture blind you to the humour of the situation and um, so he, he describes this chap going along in his fine chariot and this scruffy head bobbing up and down next to him saying to him uh, not, uh, verse 30 do you understand what you're reading? Which is not a very tactful thing to say, is it? I mean, he might have said, what are you reading? He says, do you understand what you're reading? And uh, so he explains to him the good news of Jesus on that very passage about the suffering servant, which is wonderful. Um, I don't want to break my promise. I said 15 minutes, so shall we stop? Uh, would Oh, we didn't get very far, did we? We just did those. Um, let's...